cliffcentral.com. I always like to see um, institutions of learning teaching the rest of us the way. And society's become so complicated now that you wake up in the morning and you have an opinion about the weather and you're suddenly in trouble with like half the population. Uh, it's, what a beautiful day. No, it's not. You know, people are just, they're looking for an argument. And I'm so pleased to see that Red Hill School are navigating their way through uh, some very, very tough territory, but they're brave enough to be doing this. And they want differing opinions, which I think is massively important, beliefs, perspectives. And they've got a Center for Dialogue and Conflict Resolution, which I think is providing a blueprint on how you can grow a culture of understanding diversity and inclusivity among students, staff, and parents. And hopefully that'll spread into society at large. So I'm thrilled to welcome Mumsi Malinga, who is the campus head of diversity and the head of the Center of Dialogue and Conflict Resolution, since you started that in 2021. Yes, we did. Congratulations Thank on that. Thank you. And Ronan, who's at the school. Very good to have you here. Thank you so much. So let's start with you, Mumsy. I mean, you can't put your head in the sand and hope this stuff goes away, right? No, you can't. No, it's impossible. And that, that's part of the reason why we started this, partly because we, we got into trouble in 2021 for trying to do exactly that to you know encourage our students to just bury their hands their heads no, in the don't sand don't say anything just don't say anything don't and have opinions don't stand up for yourself or take on a, a belief that's going to get you into trouble exactly and at the at the time when we tried to encourage students to do that it was to try and protect them more than anything it wasn't to silence them and it's right. it's very sad that the world of social media are there you know, viewed it as Red Hill trying to silence the students, but that is not what we were trying to do. So it was through that, that an idea came to us that maybe we need to do things differently. We don't want to be seen as this school that is trying to silence young people. So that is where the idea of the Center for Dialogue and Conflict Resolution was born. And we thought we need to use this as a teachable moment to teach our students that you know, it's it's fine to argue and debate. You don't have to win all the time. That's such a smart way of dealing with things. I mean, I even see corporations and they try to hide their head in the sand and they, they try to please everybody, end up pleasing nobody. You know, any anybody who's got half a brain knows that you're going to walk through your life and at some point you're going to bump into somebody. And sometimes it's not going to go your way and sometimes it's not going to go the way that either of you want but that doesn't mean that you have to uh, be a, an, an opinionless, vacuous, empty vessel your whole life, mm, right? Yes. And sometimes you're going to be wrong, and sometimes you're going to hear an argument that changes your mind. Mm. That's what being intelligent is all about. You mm. should constantly be, constantly be looking to improve. Mm. Um, it's especially if you know that you, you, you will be coexisting with these people yeah. in the same space. So what, what is the point of trying to kill each other? You know, you have this space to share, so we need to learn how to argue and debate and, you know, embrace our differences. Now, I know that there are going to be people who are listening to this going, yeah, but obviously, because they grew up uh, when I grew up, and I'm, I'm significantly older than a schoolboy now. I mean, I'm probably double your age and some. <laughs> but the reality is that when I grew up, that was encouraged, and it was part of learning, and you had to bump your head, mm -hmm. and you had to say stupid things, but you didn't get punished forever like the internet punishes people mm. now. Um, so 
things have changed. And for many people, it is terribly intimidating. And they're so scared that their kids are going to end up in, end up in trouble if their parents, mm-hmm. that their friends will end up in trouble, that if, if you are one of the students, that you'll voice an opinion that's hugely unpopular and you'll be cancelled. Mm-hmm. That's the reality we're dealing it with. It is a reality. And this, this cancel culture has actually got out of hand. And that was part of the reason we came up with this idea that we are going to be a school that does the opposite of that. We are going to encourage young people to speak as long as you speak with respect. Because, you know, when you differ from a person and you have different opinions, it doesn't mean that you have to insult and offend another person. You just have to respect another person's opinion. And also as part of the Center for Dialogue and Conflict Resolution, and also, I mean, Ronan is going to speak about what he does with the judiciary, but Mm. it's also to be a responsible debater. So we often say to our kids, don't debate on topics you know nothing about. Go yeah. and do your research first. Don't, don't, go, don't get all emotional exactly. about something that you actually don't even know the facts about exactly. because someone's going to beat you with facts and you'll just cry or shout or look stupid. Mm-hmm. Or, or start insulting them because mm. that is when people start using insults. It's when they don't know what to say, how to use facts to argue. It's very, very important right. to do research and know your facts. But that needs, I mean, you need to be brave to do this because you're going to end up in the center of all of it. Am I right, Ronan? She's not afraid. Not at all. <laughs> Mamzi Malinga is like, she's leading the A way. A powerful she's, she's, woman. She's your firebrand. <laughs> okay, so tell me about, first of all, your involvement here with the judiciary because that sounds exciting. And then we can talk a little bit about the kinds of subjects that come up the way that you guys are learning to deal with differences of opinion. Cool. cool. So the judiciary deals with peer mediation and peer conflict resolution. So basically any student that has an issue, they feel that they've been discriminated against or whatever, they come to us and we try to resolve it in the best manner possible. Um, But besides for this like more passive role where we let them come to us, Mm. we try to also have a more active role so we've recently held a panel discussion to, um, talking about some controversial issues in order to inspire this critical thinking that you Great. are speaking about. Because I think that's where um, all of this like stems from. It's people being scared to um, challenge their own views because it is, it is tough to challenge your own views. But hopefully through this panel discussion, we were able to inspire people to challenge their own views and that it's, it's it's not the end of who you are as a person, your your beliefs, but it, like you said, it grows you as a person. Yeah. So I think that's really important. Well, I, I, I'm so impressed to hear that. That's why I wanted to get you guys in here to talk about this stuff because, you know, let's just look at some subjects, uh, politics, religion, um, race, sex, uh, gender. These are all subjects that everybody's talking about. And the very worst thing, in my opinion, that can happen is that people have these conversations in dark rooms, mm-hmm. worrying about who's going to hear them, um, or they're talking to their friends about them when someone else walks in who they think might disagree. Shh, shh, shh. Let's not have that conversation, which is ridiculous. It we is. live in a free country. Part of the mm-hmm. reason that 94 was such an important thing in this country is because we did come from a history where people were forced to stifle their opinions. Mm. You know, if you were a white person who held liberal opinions and you had black friends, you can't say that because the government will come after you. I mean, here we are 
in 2023 and people are behaving like that again, despite the fact that our constitution gives us unbelievable freedom to say what we think, to do what we say, to be fully integrated people. Mm. And talking about government, I know Ronan has um, spoken about the judiciary. What we did also in 2021 as part of learning through Mm. what happened to our school that year was to change our whole leadership structure. So, He spoke of of the judiciary, and I'm sure it's something you've never heard of in any other school. So we changed our whole leadership structure. Mm. We don't have a prefect system at Red Hill. We don't have a head boy and a head uh, head girl anymore. We have a student president. So our leadership structure for the student Mm. leadership structure now mirrors what happens in government, hence the judiciary. So you have what you have in the government. So we want our young people to have sort of a, a real life situation, but at a school level so that they can see how the government works and then practice that at a school level, which is, I think it's a very, very interesting uh, concept that we've developed at the school. So that is how the judiciary came about. So we have a student president, the vice president, we have the judiciary, and we have, um, what are the other positions that you have? The head of council. Yes, the head of council. There's a student council. It sounds very complicated. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds like the government. At least, yeah, it is. And I mean... You know, like when I was at school, what did the head boy and head girl do anyway? There wasn't, it wasn't really a job description. It was like a reward for being the most popular student. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm curious about what kinds of subjects come up um, and what you guys have dealt with so far and, and what the diversity of opinions happens to be. So what sometimes does happen is, like you said, um, a lot of the conflicts happen from differing opinions so mm. what we do try to do is basically we sit everyone down we try to take an objective stance and we basically um talk through their opinions so like i like to take a an epistemology approach like we just ask them how they arrived at their um conclusions so mm-hmm. it's, we're not we're not attacking them whatsoever but sure. But we, saying, well, why do you think? Yeah, why do you think that? Why do you? Th- so it helps people realize by themselves um, how they came to their beliefs, and then which is the best way for people to actually um, change their beliefs is coming from themselves and not someone screaming at them. I'm so pleased you guys are doing this at the level that you are because it took me probably ten years out of school to realize that a lot of the ideas and beliefs and thoughts that I had were not even my own. I hadn't bothered to go into where they came from. Uh, why I decided that those were part of my identity. And identity is a big thing these yeah. days. Mm. And you said just now, I thought that was a really interesting observation, <clears throat> is people are so attached to these beliefs. They, they are part of who they are. And it's difficult for them yeah. to rid themselves of those if they find later on that there's evidence that they should maybe change them. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of very bad ideas come from people who just sit with nonsense in their heads for far too long and don't bother to change it or listen to someone else's opinion. That is, that is very true. So that is exactly what we try to do with the panel discussion to inspire this debate amongst peers, but also this internal debate, which I think is extremely important to ask yourself, is really, is what I'm believing really true? And like we're saying with the epistemology approach, once you start to realize that within yourself, I think that's the best way for um, change to occur and for cohesion within radio and also the whole Can't society. Can't we just uh, blueprint this and take it all over the world and help adults to be better at this stuff too? Because I, I have uh, 
people on the show often and, and they get into fights and you think, I'm pretty sure that they're doing a better job of this at Red Hill. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for. That is honestly what we're hoping for. And just to add on to what Ronan was saying about the work they do, but part of the um, work of the center is mediation. Mm-hmm. So Red Hill is a school that doesn't punish. We believe that young people make mistakes. So what we do is we teach them. So if they do something that is obviously not okay, uh, for instance, we get issues of racism. We are a very diverse school, but we're still dealing with those issues. So there's racism, there is homophobia, there's, there are all sorts of things. So the what Kids are do, not always nice to each other. Exactly. So what we do is we mediate between the two students and then we say to the one who started it, Okay, because you don't know why you, you said such ugly things, such hurtful words to another person, you need to go and do research and then come back and educate others. Like we've sent children to the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center mm-hmm. to go and do research on the Holocaust. And then they write an essay on it and they come back and teach other students so that it, it's not a top-down approach. Because sometimes if it comes from an adult, if it comes from a teacher – People just roll their eyes and like, oh, not again. It's another lesson. Whereas if they take ownership of their own learning, they go and learn, do research, and then come back and teach other people, we feel that we can see But do they all take it seriously? They do because they don't. All of them? Well, they do because they don't want to get into trouble. Because if if you've been called to mediation. What trouble? Because, I mean, you don't punish people. We don't punish people, (laughs) but then, I mean, you never know. I mean, because we we haven't done it doesn't mean that we're not going to start with See, you. See, we used to get beaten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew. Yeah. Like there was a certain ceiling to my stupidity and bad behavior. Yeah. And although it didn't happen often, because I was mostly a good kid, like the threat of that, <laughs> it kept me in line. No, but that that is better than being ostracized. I think t- oh, children sure. these days right. are dealing with worse than what we dealt with when we were at school. So if, if and, other and, kids, and that if, stuff follows you home now, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. and and also all your life, not just mm-hmm. home, all your life. Whereas if your peers see that you've been through mediation, you've learned, and there is rehabilitation, they are very forgiving. Yeah. So that that is and that is what no, we're hoping I'm, I'm, for. I'm not arguing. I mean, I love your system. So actually, <laughs> you guys are like streets ahead of where I would have been at this point. But how did you get into this, Ronan? I mean, you're an interesting guy. You you also teach extra maths yeah. and a bunch of other things. So should I talk about? I'll just talk Tell about me how. Tell about you first of all. Okay, get into it. So I'm very passionate about maths. So I started doing Instagram, like, so there's a whole community post Instagram questions on maths. I started doing that. All 10 of you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, one in, one in, no, I'm kidding. One in South it. Africa, and then right. I know, so yeah, I was yeah, by myself. Sure. No, 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 I love no, it. I know. Good. So then, um, uh, yeah, so I, I was like, that, that, that's really how my passion started. So I first, so I, I co-own like this, maths account, it's called Dare to Solve. Dare to solve yeah. And we post like very cool Olympiad type questions. Algebra, geometry, the lot. Yeah. Wow, trig, calculus, good stuff. Yeah, like, well, like Olympia, like like more problem really? problem solving. Okay, but uh, it's it's kind of the smart kids kind of outdoing each other. I love this. <laughs> so yeah, it's, 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 sure. it's, it's, a, it's very cool. And then also I wanted to obviously have an impact because what's the point without it, right? Yeah. So we started tutoring at the Red Hill Middle School. Yeah. So grade seven, eight, and nine. And then it was really lovely. 
And then we wanted to have an even bigger impact. So we first went to Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital mm. and then went to Sholomatseke uh, Hospital. So we tutor there every Saturday. Mm. So it's been, it's like really amazing. I've, I've, Helping people I've with it. maths. Yeah. That's brilliant. And then for the judiciary side, so I've, I'm really passionate about critical thinking. Um, like, so I, I, so I once like used to be really religious mm-hmm. and like I was going to become like extremely religious. You're going to become like a religious preacher, teacher type thing. <laughs> Basically, yeah. okay. growing payers. All right. You would have become a rabbi. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I started to, because truth is like really a fundamental part of not, 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 not just my beliefs, but truth is. Well, isn't it the, it's the scaffolding on which all civilization is exactly. built is this stuff. That's exactly. why so many really smart people, I mean, universities were, were originally there. The pinnacle of, of, of university study was theology. Yeah. Um, and and the, the, the philosophy of where we come from, exactly. what we're here for, what is morality. Exactly. So yeah, it would appeal to a smart guy. Yeah, so very important to me. So I started to look into first, obviously Judaism, if it was, if I, if I thought it was true, I, I ended up, not believing into it. So then I first went to the bigger question of like, do I believe God exists? Mm. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a tough time because it was a core part of my belief. Like I was really, I was really dedicated to into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these, these are the questions that keep people up at night. Yeah. So sure. it was, and then I arrived at this point where I didn't believe that. And it's really, been a fundamental part of my life now to seek truth, no matter how uh, deep set my beliefs are. So yeah. you, you ask yourself then, what do you believe? If you don't believe in these things, what, what matters to you? Exactly. What are the important existential questions and how can you start to answer them? Yeah. And truth is important because some people will say, oh no, but it's my truth. Uh, what is your feeling when, when what, what do you say to people who, in an argument when they reach a dead end, go, yeah, well, that might be true for you, but it's not my truth. So in the RB, uh, <laughs> the curriculum I do, we have something called TOK, which is the theory of knowledge. Yeah. And in that, it's like really cool. We delve into um, the philosophy and basically there's no such thing as my truth or your truth. Truth is really just like an objective thing. Like and gravity. Gravity doesn't care if you believe in it. It exists, not. yeah, without <laughs> the knower. So right. It's, yeah, it is external of the knower. So it, it, does it give you, like I, I suggest it would give you the same kind of thrill it gives me to hear someone really argue a point beautifully? Um, yeah. Make, make sense and, <laughs> and, and tie up all the loose ends and yes. be irrefutable by the end of it. It's like a maths proof. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't like, obviously the controversial opinions aren't as, Unfortunately, as, um, as black and white yeah, as sure. maths proofs, but I, I do like it when, um, especially smart people, are debating other smart people that are on the other opposite side of the spectrum. And not only do they convey their point across beautifully, but also um, listen to the other person because obviously there's some truth to the other person's sure, side. So, in fact, the best position is to is to take the opinion that you don't have. And argue that exactly, which yeah, I think that's lovely. And so, if you can, if you can argue against your own position successfully, then you 
you really do understand both sides of the argument. Yeah, for sure. Which I think is something that is extremely important um, nowadays. I think it's what we need to be fostering, which and which I think Great Hill is fostering because most people, they, you know, stuck in their echo chambers and they only mm -hmm. hear about their yeah, I mean, uh, side. These, these are conversations everyone is having, right? I mean, it's, it seems to me that, that uh, Mumsy, you guys are on, you're at the forefront here of, of taking these kinds of conversations forward. Is there widespread support for what you're doing or do you still encounter resistance with either parents, uh, other people at the school, staff? We've been very lucky. When we started, parents were on board. They really supported what we were doing. Staff, some staff were really skeptical. But now, I mean, if I talk about mediation, because I do a lot of mediation, a lot of them are now seeing the, the results of mediation. That, you know, it's actually better than punishing. It's better than fighting. And it's, it's, it's the most amazing thing where you see a young child bringing a teacher to mediation to say, you know what, I don't like what Mrs. So-and-so said to me. <laughs> so then they have to come here and explain themselves. It's the most amazing thing ever. And as you said, I wish this, you know, could be copied by other schools because yeah. I think that is where the world needs to go. Because it's empowering not only to young people, but to adults as well. Yeah. And to myself as a mediator, I learn a lot I'm all sure. the time from these young people. <clears throat> and, and they and know that they, they have a voice. And who wouldn't want any conflict to be resolved amicably? Exactly. Who would want that to turn into an ugly fight mm. or you know, persistent loathing? No one wants that. Mm. People, people would much prefer to know that they're in an environment where they can voice their opinions. If they step over the line, they'll be held accountable, but they're not going to be punished forever, uh, like you are, for example, on social media. Mm. Um, and, and does that come into it, by the way, social media? It does. We do have a lot of that. But also, we have to be very careful that there are things that are discipline issues and then things that come to mediation. Mm. So I don't mediate on things that are breaking the school rules, for instance, mm. or things that you don't want discipline. to like, uh, when you're not doing your homework, you exactly. can't come to no, you. I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't mediate. Oh, but so. the teacher's mean, she gives us too much homework. <laughs> That's not your problem. That goes to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when it comes to issues that need to be mediated, yes, social media does come into it because sometimes, you know, children are children. They can post very offensive Horrible. things and things that are hurtful to other people. And then we have to come and say, if, if another person says, whatever you posted will really hurt me. Come and explain yourself. You know, we need and, and to find on the common other ground side, here. On the other side of that, um, are we also trying to grow a slightly thicker skin for people who are perpetually sensitive and hurt by everything? Because there are those people too who need to learn to fit in with the 21st century and life's not always going to be uh, mm -hmm. a, a bed of roses. Mm -hmm. So I think there's probably some lesson to be learned also by those people who are constantly upset triggered by everything they mm. see, right? Mm. No, it's true what you're saying, that children need to be resilient. They need to have a thick skin. But I don't think that should give other people a right to always offend them. Just because we're trying to teach you to be thick-skinned and to be resilient sure. does not give another person a right to be insulting all the time. I mean, we can have a peaceful mm. world that 
is full of love. I mean, I, I know that I'm dreaming mm, when I say that. Sounds like a hippie, that. but yes. <laughs> I mean, I also think that that inherent in freedom of speech is that you do not have a right not to be offended. Yes, you exactly. know, and I, I think that's what you guys are doing here too, which which is admirable. So, what's your what's your background? How did you get into this? I'm a history teacher at uh-huh. Red Hill School. I so, already love you for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I love history uh, and I love diversity. So the, our headmaster, Mr. Joseph Gerasi, asked me in 2017 to head up the diversity portfolio because of the work I do, not only as a history teacher, but I've worked with the um, Johannesburg Holocaust Center, the Apartheid Museum. So I bring a lot of that experience into the position. And I also learn as I go along. Don't you think, and I I mean, you know, maths, you know, whiz kids (laughs) left out in, in this conversation, but history is one of those subjects where the more you know about where we've come from, the the less like you likely you are to take offense to everything and be upset by everything and upset and offend everybody else because you are conscious mm. of what human beings have been through for thousands of years right that is so true i i know i'm biased but i think it's the most powerful subject it's a pity that it's no longer compulsory it's not compulsory i'm so on your side there are lots of kids who go through school without doing history and it's the only subject you can do at school. It's actually about people. Exactly. Right? Yes. And and, and interactions with people. Yes. You know? Why things are the way they and, are. And, uh, it irritates me when you hear somebody say, oh, well, this is how it works. And you go, no, no, no. You clearly mm. only have read one book mm. or not even that one book. Mm. You've picked up something on TikTok. Mm. Right? And you don't even know how to question it. Uh, you and I must have a long conversation about all of this. <laughs> I must come and sit and... Uh, and just watch you do history. I'd, I'd love to see what you teach. <laughs> Would love to have Very you. interesting. All right. Well, listen, I think that you are both exemplary in what you're doing. I'm thrilled to hear this because this is a bit of a turnaround for what has felt like a society that was becoming less and less about free speech and diversity and disagreement, particularly diversity of thought, because people don't mind diversity in the workplace or diversity of you know different people from different backgrounds. But when it comes to diversity of thoughts – People shut down. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is God's work. I'm so happy that this is happening. Thank Thank you both very, very much. And keep up all of this excellent stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Ronan. Very good.